Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's continue in our devotions. We're in Romans chapter 10. Yesterday we talked about Romans 10, 9's words, Jesus is Lord. And I'm not to cheapen those, but to respect that as a miraculous moment. We don't deliberately omit repentance from any particular sin that is in vogue. That's preaching a false gospel. Rather, we confess Jesus is Lord. And because he's Lord, we repent. All right, we repent because he's Lord. Now, what is the second half of Romans 10, 9? Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Imha cardion, in your heart. Right here at the very core, within Greek culture and thought, it was thought that this was the seat of the emotions. This was the seat of uh, not uh, perhaps not calculative thinking, but deep-set emotion and conviction. So when you confess and you believe in your heart, it's at the very core of your being. It's a very, the very center of you. He goes on to say, Paul does in, in Romans 10, 10, one believes with the heart, resulting in righteousness, and confesses with the mouth, resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, everyone who believes on him will not be put to shame. Since there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, remember the larger picture of the book of Romans. My series on this was how Christians are made. And it's because God sovereignly chose Israel as his elect people. So that now because of Jesus, Gentiles can call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. There's no distinction between Jew and Greek because the same Lord of all richly blesses all who call on him. If they call upon the name of the Lord, they're going to be saved. Their faces will never be put to shame. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, and the Lord richly blesses us all. Now he's going to quote again from Joel 2.32, the same passage that Peter preached in Acts 2 at Pentecost now comes back. This is the third time these words appear in scripture. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is so powerful. It's so blessed. It's so incredible. When we believe in our hearts, it changes everything. It's transformative. It's not an act of intellectual assent. It's not like acquiescing to a fair argument. Ah, touche, I confess that you're right. No, you come to believe it in your heart. You don't just admit that you've been wrong. You now believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. This is why I believe Christianity is best accepted holistically. If you only begin to believe right here at Romans 10, and you don't believe any of the other miracles, you have questions about the logistics of the flood. Yeah, 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 but first, how did they fit that many animals on there? How did it have adequate volume? Did they have seedlings of the plants? Were the animals in their fetal stages? How does this actually work? How did they survive for a year? How did they stockpile food? If I, if I, if I don't get an adequate explanation for the exact mechanics and the stockings of the ship before the rain came down, then I'm not gonna confess that Jesus is Lord, or I'm just gonna cut that out completely. I don't believe in the flood. I don't believe in the ark. I don't believe in the walking on water. I don't believe in the feeding of 5,000. I do believe in the Romans 10 thing, because if I don't, I go to hell. But then I don't believe in prophecy, and I don't believe in the church, and I don't believe in Revelation. Look, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you believe in a miracle. You believe in your heart in something that defies physics. In 1 Corinthians 15, Paul says, all of Christianity hinges upon the resurrection. And if the resurrection were disproven, all of Christianity would fall to pieces. Because we believe a lie and our hope is in a dead man. And the people who died before us are still, are, 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 they're without hope. We are to be pitied beyond all men because we believe a lie, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15. It all comes down to the resurrection. You believe in your heart. God raised Jesus from the dead. 
That is belief in a resurrection miracle. That's salvific. That's the gospel. That's what everything comes down to. So when someone believes, you're witnessing a miracle. You're witnessing a proclamation in their belief, in the very core of their being, in a miracle. And this is a blessing. God richly blesses everyone who calls on him. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So you're not trying to convince someone that the laws of physics were broken. Rather, you're inviting them to confess Jesus as Lord, to believe in their hearts that God raised Jesus from the dead, and so be richly blessed, so be saved. Everyone who calls on his name will be saved. So you don't get into the mechanics of the resurrection miracle. This is a spiritual thing. And as a result, what you'll find is that the other miracles of the Bible will then fall into place. When you believe in Jesus who can resurrect from the dead, you believe that he can float the ark and fit the animals on it. You believe that he can walk on the surface of the water. You believe that he can miraculously create the earth in six days. You believe in all the other miracles of the Bible because you believe in this one. If you believe in God as he has revealed himself, you know that none of these miracles is too difficult for him. When we believe in our hearts in this particular miracle, resurrection from the dead, we are saved. This is the goal of evangelism. Bring them to this place where they confess Jesus as Lord and they believe in their hearts in the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Are you ready? Pray.